Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I am your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm stopping by with a little postpartum update. So as of this recording, I am um, 10 weeks postpartum now this week, and I want to just kind of share um, you know, what I actually did to versus what I actually had planned to do. Um, I know during probably month nine of pregnancy, I recorded a podcast episode about the Ayurvedic approach to pre- uh, postpartum. And I was going to try to do most of the things. And then I was asked on Instagram by a few people, because I've actually quite a few friends who are um, having babies or just had babies. And so they wanted to know, hey, what did you actually do? You know, what was helpful? And so I wanted to record a podcast, just kind of tapping into the things that I actually did um, versus maybe the list of pie in the sky things that in actuality, sometimes you just don't have time to do. So Going into this postpartum journey, the things that I had planned, you can go back and listen to that episode, but, um, it really got thrown out the window because three days after we came home from, well, actually we were home from the birth center that night, but three days postpartum, um, myself and my husband both tested positive for COVID. And the first night we were home, my son, um, threw up. (laughs) So it, you know, we were thrown into, um, you know, parenting with two kiddos right away. And so, you know, all of those things that I had planned, like having that postpartum doula come, you know, that had to get paused and, um, you know, some of the other things that I thought I was going to do, I really had to rest even more just to make sure, you know, I didn't have any issues, you know, with COVID. Thankfully it was very mild case for both me and my husband. We wouldn't have even known we had it, um, if we didn't have a newborn because we had no symptoms. So that is kind of where our, our journey started with our, um, with our new son. So that was kind of our, our start. Um, and then I really decided, I guess, probably a couple days after having Onyx, I wanted to do a social media break. I didn't necessarily plan that. I didn't, um, go in thinking I would do one. I just decided, Hey, this feels really good because in that early postpartum phase, it really is, um, Vata intensifying. And so if you're constantly on social media, really draining that Vata dosha. So for me, just to kind of um, relax, I decided, hey, I'm going to take a two week break. And that really, really helped. Um, You know, I was really in tune with, hey, I'm just resting. So what I did those first two weeks was I literally was in bed and rested. You know, I slept when my son slept. My husband um, brought up food. Um, That's really all I did. I did yoni steams and I did sits baths and I did Usually I did both of those, especially those first couple of weeks, um, twice. So I did one, you know, I started my morning with a Yoni steam. I finished with a sits bath that really, really did help me, um, recover postpartum. Cause I did have some tearing, um, just like I did with Jalen. So it was probably the same tear that was torn again, which ironically my, um, my midwife did say, thank goodness that you did some of the, the prep work because, you know, his head was quite large and I had to hold him a little bit longer so they could push my pelvis bone to get him out. So all of that, you know, she was like, for what the degree that you tore, you know, as a secondary degree tear, it really wasn't that bad considering. So that was kind of the, um, how I was kind of recovering, um, I guess down there. And that really, that really did help. And I only had to take stool softeners probably the first few days because I just had soups, you know, I really just dove into the um, warm cooked oily foods. So I had a lot of soup, a lot of grounding foods, and that helped me, um, again, pacify the Vata as well as really help me feel, I guess, confident in bowel movements postpartum, because I just, anyone, if, as, 
who's ever had a baby kind of know that first bowel movement is super scary or like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so painful. And then proceeding, you know, the next couple are still kind of scary. And so, um, having that, I mean, hands down, that would be my number one recommendation for people to do is really looking at the foods that you're eating and having it be the soups, the oily, um, foods in terms of having like ghee in it, having, um, you know, cooking with avocado oil. If you're going to do like a salad, I would say cook the salad. You know, that's kind of what I do normally personally, just because it's better and easier for my body to digest, but all of that will really help with those bowel movements. Um, so that's kind of what those first couple of weeks look like. Um, week three and week four, I started to kind of migrate down into our living room and I really stayed home, you know, besides our, our doctor appointments that, um, Onyx had, and then myself, you know, it was really just kind of hanging out at home. And I felt really good. So at week five postpartum, um, I saw a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, and then I also started Mama Stay Fit, I believe is their name, of the um, return to exercise app that I'm doing. And so I really decided that A, you know, I have limited bandwidth to kind of think and to create. So for me, I'm putting it into my business and I um, kind of outsourced that side of it. And I trusted the ladies who deliver the content. And I'm really enjoying that. So it's a 16 week return to exercise program. And I'm currently on week five of it since I started at week five. And now, obviously you can wait until your, your doctor or your midwife gives you the, okay. I personally knew that my body was feeling good and I was feeling ready to return to exercise probably earlier than I did the first time, because I did rest, you know, I, I really, really did rest those first four weeks. Um, and I honored kind of that time to go inwards. And by no means is their exercise app. Like even now I'm, I'm barely touching a weight. I'm occasionally throwing in a dumbbell into, you know, certain moves, but it's not, um, it's a lot of bands. It's a lot of body weight. It's a lot of core and rotational work, you know, just kind of getting your, um, you know, the muscles to fire up again, that were kind of dormant for the last, you know, how many 10 months, um, and glutes. So if anyone's kind of new to this glutes really get deflated. And I've, I tell this to all of my clients, um, that I was working with when I worked one-on-one personal training, especially during pregnancy is prepare for your glutes to kind of deflate. And I had a few clients who were like, no way, you know, they're my biggest assets. And then sure enough, they come the first exercise or our first like workout together after they had their baby. And they're like, my glutes are gone. I'm like, I know every time, you know, I don't know why. Well, I'm sure I know I see, really, if we think about uh, anatomically what's going on during pregnancy, that is why we tend to, you know, tuck under, you know, the bellies there. And so our glutes just aren't firing, um, as well. And we're using other muscles that are now, um, coming on. So a lot of times quads get really tight because they're overcompensating for the belly, um, hamstrings can get a little weak, and then that's going to contribute to some low back, um, pain potentially, and glutes are just going to not fire because we have all these other things working around it, um, that are taking, I guess, coming online. So they're kind of going offline, so to speak. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what's happening there. And so that's some of the program that I really like is that they focus on rebuilding the core, doing that rotational work, working on those glutes, um, breathing into the diaphragm. And in particular, when I went to the pelvic floor PT, she was like, you're good on the diaphragm, um, which makes sense. Cause I practice yoga quite a bit. Um, I needed to kind of step back from that and breathe into my rib cage. So instead of doing more, um, belly breath, I'm really focusing on when I go to yoga classes currently, um, expanding my ribs with my breath. So I will also tell you that if any yogis are listening and, um, if you're having a baby, you might also be in that state where you want to kind of maybe 
step back from that deep belly breath and let the core heal a little bit more and get into that rib cage, which makes total sense. You know, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, yep, I, the first time I wasn't as deep into my yoga journey. And so that was where I needed to focus. But this time around, I definitely needed to open up my rib cage. So that's kind of um, a nutshell there. Now I will also just kind of tap into the other thing um, workout wise. I am going to yoga classes again. And I just started going now three weeks ago, I think I went to my first and I'm just going to the gentle yoga classes. Um, and if I can restore, but it's really hard for me to catch the restorative classes because they're usually in the evenings and my husband works evenings. So I primarily am going to the gentle classes and it feels so good. And it's more for my mental health. And I was just telling this to my husband, um, cause it's just hard, you know, with, a you know, nine week old, 10 week old, um, baby here. I, I can't relax. You know, I could practice, but then I hear him crying or I hear, um, he wants, he wants me, I got to feed him all of those things. And so more, it's the mental piece of just leaving the house, being able to really, you know, just let things go and be on my mat and be present in my body. Um, and today, as I'm recording this, I actually just went to a class before I am sitting down to record. And I loved that the teacher was so intentional with actually doing some rib rib work and some twisting and, um, glute work. I mean, it was everything I needed to personally work on. And, um, I could really slow down because sometimes I can't do that when I'm trying to squeeze in my workout at home. If I'm being honest, a lot of the times I'm kind of like, okay, I got three sets of these moves to get done. And then who knows how long Onyx is going to sit still for before he's crying and needs me. And so I'm kind of rushing through sometimes. And so I'm not properly breathing as I should be during these moves. And I know that, um, you know, I try to first, you know, certain lifts where I'm like, yep, I need to focus. So having these things in yoga class where I can just kind of get away and really focus on them. Um, I found that to be super helpful. So if you're also kind of in that boat, I would highly recommend if you can squeezing off to, you know, a yoga class or a, um, again, a gentle one versus vinyasa, um, or just getting out of the house, maybe a gym, or if someone can watch kiddo, just to kind of really focus on your healing there. Um, I will also say the one thing with yoga classes, why I said probably not a vinyasa is you want to kind of stay away from up dogs for a while. And some of the more intense core work that can happen. I've had clients who went to that. Um, and this would have been 12 weeks, 16 weeks postpartum. And I had already been working with them. And she, she suddenly was complaining of some some core separation she thought she was feeling. And so I checked her again for diastasis and mind you, she didn't have it, you know, just when I checked her or, you know, eight at eight weeks. So, you know, eight weeks later, you wouldn't expect her to get it right. And I checked her and I was like, sure enough, she was, she was getting a separation. And so I'm like, okay, so what are you doing outside of what we're doing? Cause I know if you're doing what we're doing, none of this should be causing this. And she had said, she's been going to yoga and I asked, you know, okay, what kind of flows or what are you doing? And so she was telling me, so I said, uh, okay, let's, let's scrap the up dogs in class. You can still totally go just do a Cobra instead. Um, any of the core work, you're just going to have to be mindful. And so those are all, um, ways to kind of modify. It doesn't mean you can't go. If you only have a vinyasa class in your area, it just means, Hey, I'm going to stick to a Cobra. I'm not going to go for the boat pose. For example, I'm going to keep my feet on the floor. And maybe barely lean back if you're still trying to regain that core strength. So there's ways to modify. Same thing with a plank. Don't feel bad about going to the knees um, or just completely skipping it. Like this is your practice. Like it's yours to make your own. So that's the one thing. Um, and my one caveat with yoga, some teachers are more versed in postpartum than others. So um, having those tips to kind of modify for yourself is key. 
Okay. So some other postpartum things that I'm doing. Um, I am going to the pelvic floor PT. I did not the last time I went four years postpartum because I started having leaking, um, four years postpartum. I did not right away. And so this time I actually am starting out, I'm going to the awake pelvic floor PT and I'm seeing Dr. Megan and she's out in Woodbury. I've also got moms in motion who is local to the twin Cities. So anyone listening, who's local, she comes to your home. So if you don't want to go to a location or you don't have time, or, you know, you just, you have your kiddos and you're like, I, I can't, um, you know, she comes to you. And then, uh, Sarah Knight, she will also do home visits or she has a studio in Hopkins. So those are kind of the three that I know of, um, personally, and that I've uh, met or chatted with or worked with, and I would highly recommend. So it, again, the awake pelvic floor PT, the one I'm going to, I really love for athletes who are looking to get back into sports or getting back into lifting. They have kind of a half gym in their setup. And so, you know, Megan and I will do our work and then she'll have me come into the gym and, um, we'll go through some of my exercises. And so she'll watch to make sure I'm doing them properly. So that's where, um, and properly in terms of like, Hey, how is your pressure management? Um, that's what I'm really finding super helpful this time around. Um, let's see other things definitely, um, finding, I kind of just tapped on this with the yoga, but also this goes to exercise in general, finding someone who specializes in pre postpartum is huge, not jumping right back into a boot camp class or your regular gym class. Um, this has been my specialty for 16 years and I have seen it all. Um, I've had, I've worked with many clients. I've had, um, you know, Olympic athletes that I've worked with. I've worked with opera singers. I've worked with just your average mom. Um, the opera singer, I want to kind of tap into her because she was one that she, um, and she had told me, I went to a boot camp class with a young 20 year old trainer and he had me doing crunches and burpees and sit-ups to kind of get rid of the, the belly fat postpartum. And, um, none of that is great or ideal that early postpartum. Cause she, as soon as she got cleared, that's what she went into. And so just making sure that you go to someone or you are finding an exercise class that specializes in that. That's why, you know, the mama stay fit app highly recommend something like that. Nancy Anderson has one for diastasis recovery. And I've heard wonderful things about that. So there are different ways that you can kind of, um, find your exercise before you go back into it. So again, as I said, that mama stay fit, it's 16 weeks. I'm going to be doing of this before I even jump into, um, a regular routine of any sorts to make sure I'm healed because this stuff can kind of pop up. Like I said, with the diastasis, you might not have it, but then suddenly it comes same thing with prolapse. I've seen prolapse um, potentially it wasn't there, but, and then it got worse because, um, the exercise program wasn't appropriate for the level that people were coming into it at and trainers just didn't know how to modify. So again, make sure you have someone who knows what they're doing and you can ask, ask your current trainer if they've ever worked with someone, um, postpartum, if not probably a red flag and just say, Hey, I'll come back to you, but I'm going to find someone who focuses on this. Um, if they're not modifying your exercises to what, like you should not be doing what you did prior to getting pregnant, even like these need to be modified. And if they're not doing that, find someone who can maybe modify it for you. Um, if you're not feeling comfortable doing it on your own. So that would be my key there. And then finally, not feeling guilty about watching TV. I posted this on uh, my Instagram because man, what else are you going to be doing for, I mean, especially those first four weeks. Like there's only so much meditation or just sitting there. Um, and I didn't want to be scrolling my phone the whole time. So yeah, I had TV on and everyone has kind of their show is what I've discovered. Cause I had posted mine had been monk. I watched all eight seasons of monk 
and everyone has their show that they're like, yep, I totally was into this. You know, my first time with Jalen diagnosis murder was a show that I watched this time. It was monk totally random, totally out of the blue, both on the Hallmark channel though. Um, so those are kind of, um, my shows, but I'm sure you have a show or just ask someone. It's kind of fun to kind of hear like, what show did you watch when you were breastfeeding? Um, just because everyone has kind of their own show that they remember. And it's probably near and dear to their heart just because it was kind of, it's a special time. So along with that, I will just kind of touch into some medical issues, I guess, so to speak. Um, so (laughs) my oldest son needed to get his tonsils and adenoids out. And he got those, I think when we were five, maybe it was five weeks or six weeks postpartum. So I had scheduled that surgery and, um, you know, looking back, I would have scheduled it earlier in February, but I didn't know when Onyx was going to arrive and I didn't want to have a new baby and Jalen going through this, you know, kind of intense surgery for him. And so that was something that was, um, you know, he needed a little extra care for that first week. Onyx has a tongue and a lip tie that we still need to get taken care of. He will get surgery in about a week for that or two weeks. Um, and so he, it caused a lot of pain breastfeeding in the first few days. Like I was like crying. It hurt so bad and just bleeding and it was awful. And because we had COVID, we couldn't go in to like get a lactation help because, you know, we're like, crap, we have COVID. So, um, it kind of worked itself out or it kind of got better at the end of that first week. So I did end up not needing to see someone and it kind of got better. But I'm so grateful. I was part of this well-connected Twin Cities group. And I remember an event that I went to, um, this Dr. Brittany and I walked in at the same time, Dr. Brittany Green, and she specialized in infant tongue ties. And I remember, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll keep her name in the back of my head just in case. But I I don't know. I've never heard of this. And sure enough, Onyx had a tongue and a lip tie. And so I reached out to her and um, we started seeing her. And then she partners with an occupational therapist. So he's been going to some occupational therapy sessions and then he'll get his tongue tie release after she also recommended doing craniosacral work just to kind of help prep his body, his nervous system, because they, they say that, you know, once it's kind of, once that's clipped, they need a new way to regulate because that's kind of what they see is this, this tight fascia line in their body. And so once that's clipped, they're kind of free for all. And so in an infant, it's kind of, um, you know, could be fussy. They could be just kind of all over out of sorts. Their fascia line that they are connected to is gone. And so that's where they had said both of those craniosacral and occupational therapy will help them re-regulate faster because they have the tools because they've been doing it now for, you know, he's been doing it since what, four weeks, you know, since he was four weeks old, he's been doing these sessions. And so that's going to be helpful as well as they said, it tongue ties can come back. Um, so that's why they like to pair it with occupational therapy. And my mom actually had just talked to someone whose teenager had a tongue tie. He got it clipped, you know, when he was 12 and now it's coming back and he's changing the way he speaks. So instead of saying, um, girl, cause he can't say the R's really well, he'll say woman. And so he's changing words around his mom was saying to my mom. Um, and it's not, that's not great. Like She was wondering what can we do since, you know, my mom had shared that my son had that. Now, obviously they're different ages, but that's why we're getting Onyx is done so early before he's speaking, because that can be an issue. If you don't go to some therapy, they can start kind of um, rewiring the way that they're speaking and the way that they kind of see the world. So that's why they recommend occupational therapy and craniosacral work. Um, so any questions on that? I am not an expert, but I'm hoping to bring my, uh, my craniosacral um, therapist on the show, because I'm actually going to be seeing her um, next at the end of this week. And so it's going to be my first 
uh, I guess, go at it. I've never done it. I had a client recommend me to go during pregnancy. I didn't because I was like, oh, why do I need to go? And now I'm like, oh, I'm really seeing some benefits of anything that we've done with Onyx. That's been the biggest thing I've noticed is the craniosacral work in his body has been really helpful. So I'm excited to kind of go and see her and she specializes in healing for postpartum. And she says, sometimes it's the same way. They are like, I got to re-regulate my nervous system just like he is. And so, um, I will, I can report back on how that goes for myself. And just, if you're curious about how that work is, I'll share my experience of what, what we do. Um, and yeah, anything else that I'm kind of thinking about, like we're throughout the summer, I'm kind of full-time mom. So I am really about 50% capacity in my business, um, until the fall, because my husband works 12 hour days and has tournaments, basketball tournaments on the weekends that he's coaching. And so I'm pretty much you know, full-time with Onyx. We don't have daycare. We don't have nanny this time. And so I'm running around with him and Jalen and then managing um, my business. And so we'll see how it goes. I might need to hire someone for a few hours. We'll see, um, you know, one day a week just to kind of get a little bit of a break probably. And so I can get some work done and then maybe, you know, you know, go off to a yoga class because I'm probably going to need a lot of self-care myself (laughs) as I'm thinking about the schedule. So um, that's kind of, um, I guess what's coming up for me and in the future in this, the summer months. So we'll see how the podcast recording goes. I've got all of my interviews, um, planned out through the summer. And so hopefully those will happen in May and I'll get those complete my, my solos. You might hear my, my youngest on the, on the episode sometimes, um, other fun, exciting things. What's really kind of, I guess, fu- uh, neat to see is, you know, you always have things that fall away in that postpartum period. And for me, I'm really feeling called to get back in person. And so I am teaching at a new studio in Woodbury called Yoga Fresh, as well as Green Lotus down in um, Apple Valley still. And I'm still the Ayurvedic healer down in Apple Valley. Um, But I really want to be in person. I love in-person work. And so I'm going to be teaching some classes at both locations. I'm also going to be teaching and presenting at the River Valley Yoga Festival in September, which is in Stillwater, Minnesota. And people from all across the country kind of come in for this. And so I'm going to be doing a dosha yoga class. So we're going to be doing yoga for each of the doshas. And then I'm also going to be doing a fall um, Ayurvedic dosha presentation, I guess, or kind of a workshop, hands-on workshop for people, as well as be part of their author um, panel since I have written one and I'm hoping my second book will be out um, early this fall as well. So that is the exciting things that are coming with in-person um, down the pipeline, as well as starting up my new moon circles again. So those are those are all the ways that I am stepping into different, I guess, aspects or areas of my business that I didn't know I would be called into as much. Um, and I'm also working on an international retreat. I'm kind of feeling into it if it feels right, if it feels like it's a good fit um, for next May or not in Costa Rica. So stay tuned. I'll let you know how, if I decide to say yes or not, I'm kind of on the fence right now. So, all right, well, that is all with me, um, ways to kind of work with me over the summer. I, the only way that really can work with me one-on-one over the summer is I'm going to make flow with your cycle instead of doing, cause I got feedback and doing a group program. I'm going to make it one-on-one. And so we're just going to do a one-on-one flow with your cycle program. The price is the same as I was going to do it for the group program. So great. Um, I guess, great benefit for you. And that's, you get four one-on-one calls. So, um, to complete within the six weeks, and that's if you want to heal your menstrual cycle. So that's going to be my only program that I have open really over the summer for one-on-one work, just based on my schedule. So 
you're interested, that would be how to, how to work with me this summer or come to one of my classes if you are local. All right. Well, that is my update. Um, I will maybe tune back in later in the summer and let you know how things are going and how, how I'm juggling it all. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening and go out there and spread your peaceful power.